0: Welcome, everyone, to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin.
1: And I'm BJ.
0: And this week, we're talking a little bit about Dragon Quest Treasures and some of the other cool JRPGs releasing uh, in this last half of 2022 that we're really excited about. Um, Before we do that, though, I have a really funny story uh, (laughs) to tell you. So last night, right, I was going to bed and you would be recording the podcast today. Right. And for some reason, you know how, like, as you're falling asleep, sometimes your brain gets caught up on, like, a weird thing?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah.
0: So so that happened to me last night. And for some reason, I could not remember the intro to the podcast. I was like, (laughs) Dragon Quest FM, we obsess... I was like, I could remember the obsessed part. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I do this every week. Why is my brain not working right now? Oh, yeah. you know? And and seriously, as I was laying there for like probably a solid like 10, 15 minutes as I'm laying there trying to fall asleep, it was just like eating away at me. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is it? What is it? And for whatever reason I just, I could not think of like the, the o- opening. And then finally, like right before I fell asleep, I, I, heard the whole thing in my head again and I was like oh okay yeah that's how that's how we uh intro Dragon Quest FM and then I was able
1: to fall asleep <laughs> yeah, I hate that I hate it when there's just something in my mind I can't stop thinking about and it it just just pokes at me over and over again and like a lot of times I'll have to get on my phone at that point just to look it up or something because I'm like I know I'm not gonna sleep until I and be able to stop thinking about this at all
0: yeah so it's just I don't know for whatever reason last night I was just like completely stuck on it so i'm glad i got through the intro today i'm glad too yeah lots of good jrpgs coming out um i recently just played through uh valkyrie elysium uh, Mm -hmm. a preview of that got like an early code for that and uh my preview went up actually just a little while ago because the embargo lifted uh for that and so sweet shared that yeah and the demo i think is live now for everyone um so definitely by the time this is out uh, on Friday, uh, the demo will be up for everybody. Um, and I think it does a pretty good job of uh, like t- showing you what the game is about. Right. Uh, but also, it's the kind of demo that I like where, uh, you know, you have access to, like, the difficulty settings and the progress can roll mm-hmm. over. And it's like the beginning of the game, you know. It's not just, like, a random part of the game. And you can roll over progress and all that. So it's got a lot of stuff that I really like in my demos. Um, I'm still, like not quite sold on the story of Valkyrie Elysium. And it's not really the game's fault, but it's, you know, like you played Valkyrie Profile on PS1, right?
1: A long time ago, but I don't remember a whole lot about the story.
0: Okay. So like Valkyrie, the whole thing with that is like, it it pulls a lot of stuff in from like Norse mythology, right? Right. And back in like 1999, 2000, when Valkyrie Profile released, it was like, that was not unique, but like it had a little bit more uniqueness to it than it does in 2022 you yeah, know has been have, done like, so much. Yeah, like like the MCU is such a part of like the zeitgeist now and you have God of War Ragnarok coming yeah. out where it's like Odin, Ragnarok, like all these terms even Valkyrie, you know, uh-huh. are things that like everybody knows. And so I'm a little bit that's like my concern with the game is that people who don't know Valkyrie profile already, who are just playing this as their first game, mm. like like I feel a little bad for those people because I'm not sure like the Norse myth stuff is going to sound like anything other than white noise, really.
1: Oh, I gotcha.
0: Yeah. And so, and it's not really, it's not really Valkyrie Elysium's fault, you know I mean? they did Valkyrie profile like 20 years ago, 22 yeah. years ago. And so it's like, it's not really its fault that it's got Norse myth in it. That's like its whole thing. But, um, but the combat was pretty fun. It's an action RPG, which, you know, I don't just usually love, but uh, I thought it was really good. The, uh, the zones, and combat really reminded me a lot of Tales of Arise, which anybody who's listened to this knows that was like my favorite game last year um, and, and, you know, have loved it a lot. And yeah. so um, the the areas of exploration are like Dragon Quest XI, uh, remind me a lot of Dragon Quest Eleven and Tales of Arise, Man. where it's like they're, it's not open world, but there's enough space to like explore like there's paths that you can you, you it's not just a linear you know walking from a to b to c but it's <laughs> yeah. like but it's not like final fantasy 15 you know where there's like this massive open area that you're going around in it's right. like there's actually uh, and it's a good balance I, I, those are the kind of jrpgs i like like this kind of level of exploration
1: and in in games like that where you can just explore around like i i'm not quite as obsessive as you are in like getting every little bit of it and exploring it and uh and making sure that that i i have the entire map finished out but on games like that like i'll spend so much time just wanting to see little nooks and crannies and trying to find secret areas like that's it for me is finding secret areas and uh uh, so games like that, will I will add hours to it, trying to uh, jump up walls and uh, go in ways that I don't think I'm supposed to be able to for the story.
0: Yeah, and this
1: this has a little bit of
0: that. And Again, this is like the earliest parts of this game, but, you know, there's like barrels and crates and things like that that you can break open to find things. There's treasure chests to find that, you know, right. you won't necessarily find if you're just going to the objective points on the map. Yeah, uh, there's also like flowers that you kind of reawaken. They're like the citizens, you know, that because uh, this is in like the midst of Ragnarok happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll you can find random like flowers uh, on the map, you know, and it'll be like shopkeeper, and they'll tell you something about like you know about oh I miss the world and like that kind of stuff, and then you right. know, it fades off. It like its spirits fades off. Um, so anyway, it, it's pretty interesting. Like I was I was excited to get to preview it and play it for those um for those hours that I did. My actual play time for the demo is a little borked because I ended up letting <laughs> uh Naomi play it cuz you know, I mean she loves right. JRPGs. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, I want to do this and she loves those kind of JRPGs like this that are like more actiony and and mm-hmm. kind of easier to figure out and stuff," so I let her run around in it a little while. So, um so my like playtime through the demo and stuff is not going to be a- accurate even a little and bit because of that kind of stuff. Um, but I, the I, thing I
1: love about that is that she doesn't read like well. She, she's yeah. learning to read. Like <laughs> yeah. she doesn't read well. Yeah. And and like she plays these and so many of them now have voice acting. And once she learns, kind of like you in Dragon Quest Ten, where you learned the positions on the map and are on the menus and what you need to do. And uh, she'll be able to read a little bit of it and know where to go and the action stuff. But they're so much more accessible for kids her age now than they were when we were kids. When they were all text, like we couldn't have played full JRPGs at at like six years old. There's no way.
0: Yeah, and this one has this one has voice acting, which always helps right. her too. Is anytime a game has voice acting, but yeah, this is like a really good a good year for JRPGs because you know Valkyrie Elysium comes out in at the end of this month and then you have next month at the end of next month you have Star Ocean 6 coming out yes. which I am so excited for. Uh, I'm I'm reviewing that one uh, as well and I I think I've brought this up before that I'm like the one I feel like I often feel like the one person on the planet who likes star ocean five. And I really did. I really liked star ocean five, even though it still to this day gets so much hate and people hate on it so, so much. And I just um, I'm excited for six. Like I hate the protagonist. I remember we talked about the protagonist's dumb look um, in a previous episode. I still hate the look of the protagonist, but I'm hopeful about star ocean six because of how much I loved five. And you borrowed five, but I don't think you ever played it, right? You ended yeah, up playing I never, First
1: Departure, R? Yeah, I ended up playing uh, First Departure, and uh, I loved it. Like, I played the original Star Ocean before it was in English uh, when it was fan translation on emulators in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And so I loved it then, but I didn't remember a whole lot about it because, you know, I'm like 15, 16 years old and playing an emulated version and having to fight with emulators back then for like layers of transparency and parallax. So it was not the best experience <laughs> yeah. but uh getting it on uh modern console with the remake and everything like i i dove head first into it and i'm so excited for the new one
0: yeah i'm i'm, I'm really excited for it too and i'm um like it's kind of nice i feel like every i feel like every month for the rest of the year there's a really good uh at least one really good jrpg for me to play and yeah, so that's really exciting. Like, um, like you know, Valkyrie, at least at the end of this month, but also Trails from Zero is at the end of this month. Um, and you love Trails. I love Trails. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I played through all the Cold Steel games uh, just a while back. And, you know, the Crossbell games, it's like you don't, these characters are introduced to you, but because the Crossbell games were not in English yet, it was kind of like you kind of just had to roll
1: with it. <laughs> like, yeah, they Yeah, okay, they're like, cool. hey, these guys.
0: Yeah, unless, I mean, you know, officially they're not in english and yet and it was like unless you played them in japanese or you know or whatever um it was just kind of like the i guess casual fans i don't know whatever yeah, i no, am. No, no. like and, i love it but i'm not like gonna play it in japanese
1: and that's the thing there there are the and there are fan translations of those that you can get and like mod like japanese pc versions or vita versions of them and like you'll go on to the trails reddit And you will see people talking about that. If you're playing, you can't call yourself a fan of the trails series. Like they're really bad about gatekeeping in the trails reddits and uh, it, where they will be like, you're not a real fan of this series unless you have played through the crossbell games and understand everything. And uh, you know, you, you have to you know be dedicated to really love this world. And I'm like, good Lord. Like, That's in that's insane, but I'm really glad that these are coming to to America, like Eddie Murphy, so that people <laughs> can play them and get this full story. Like they are so interconnected between the uh, like three different series.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited for it too, and that's the thing um, is that it's like you know playing through all the Cold Steel games. You know, you can tell that what these characters are who they are, like what's going on. And they they do a good job of giving you like biographies and some backstory on it. But right. at the same time, it's just like, it loses some of its oomph, like, especially in the fourth one, the fourth cold steel game where so many of these characters, Charles of cold steel four is way too busy, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, a lot of the crossbell characters, you know, really start to make appearances uh, in this fourth one. And it's just like, you really do lose, uh, you know, it loses some of that oomph because it's like, you didn't, especially if you didn't play those crossbow games, you right. know, if you're, I guess if you're a real fan unlike like me, <laughs> <laughs> unlike you, yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, you, unlike even, me loves the games, you know, but I'm not a real fan. Um, I mean, you're not a real but, fan.
1: You haven't even played the steam versions of skies two and three. So, I mean, that's, that's I the only do, way you can I get do. them.
0: I do refuse to play the Steam version of it. Maybe Which, not now that I have you the can hook it up to your. Yeah,
1: you have controller and be able yeah. to hook it up to your TV now, so you can actually get through those uh, like you would anything else.
0: Yeah, so I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I I think I even mentioned to you a while back that I would probably do the Sky Steam games now because I have the controller. I'm Man, still holding Sky out hope. Sky One
1: is so good.
0: I'm still holding out hope it'll come to Switch. Now that we're getting all of these games on the Switch, yeah. I'm just like, come on, people, put these games on Switch. But yeah, like Trails. So Trails is here at the end of September as well. And Star Ocean 6 is in October. Um, November is looking to be uh, pretty exciting too. You know, I like uh, the Pokemon games. Scarlet and Violet uh, are coming out. And so I'm really excited for those too. It's just like every... Like seriously, every month, there's at least one uh, JRPG to play. And like I'm... So I'm, I'm even like at this point, I'm honestly like, am I going to have time to play pokemon and scarlet and violet because right i ordered the uk version the uk collector's edition that comes with both sets and the steel and all that yeah ordered that because it was like prime you know we'll ship to the u.s and so uh back when that was up i went ahead and and ordered the uh the dual pack with the steel book and all that so it's not going to get here on release day because it's coming from the uk so it's going to take it a little while but i'm also uh, around that same time that's at the end of november and then in early december we have two other games we're both excited about and i'm reviewing both of those for work uh it's uh. crisis core uh final fantasy yeah. 7 Reunion. Oh, i'm so excited uh, which is december 13th and dragon quest treasures which is december 9th so i'm going to be p- kind of playing those simultaneously yeah and so i'm kind of like i think probably pokemon scarlet and violet will probably end up being my january video games this year yeah um cause I don't know if I'll really have time to, to do it. But, um, if honestly, if I weren't doing like, I'm excited for crisis core reunion, um, because you know, it it looks cool and I didn't have, uh, what was it? PSP. Yeah. Um, yep. That's the only thing they ever released it
1: on was PSP, not even a digital version to get on the PS Vita, just the UMD disc of, uh, of crisis core on the PSP. So stupid.
0: Yeah, and so, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for it, but especially because I missed it over on the PSP. And I think, um, you know, I think they're tying this one more into, like, Remake's world.
1: Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I think
0: they're going to have to because, uh, I guess, spoiler alert, I guess, for anybody who hasn't played Remake and, like, Intergrade DLC and all that stuff. But because of, uh, you know, the way they've handled Zach now in the in the remake yeah uh with him again spoiler uh with him apparently alive yes in this one and everything like looking for aerith like i think they're going to be putting some kind of like secrets and things in reunion because rebirth is right. coming yeah. out rebirth is coming out and otherwise if they don't i feel like with rebirth it's kind of going to be like especially maybe not for people who have only played remake but with but for people who played the original You know, I feel like there's going to have to be some explanation for why he's alive this time and that kind of stuff. Right. And so I am, uh, anyway, I'm interested to see uh, how they change story and stuff. Because it's like, you know, Crisis Core, I'm really familiar with the story and things in that game because of it releasing way back when, remember when they, I think they called it compilation of Final Fantasy VII, where it's like Advent Children and Crisis Uh Core and all this stuff. And, yep, uh, and so very, dirge of
1: Cerberus yeah. and uh, all of the mobile game that was Japan only, uh, but it was like not you know, we didn't have smartphones anywhere near it so before it was, Crisis. Right? Yeah. Oh, before Crisis. I couldn't. Yeah. And then I just now it's re released it. as
0: Ever Crisis. There's like a mobile one that's Ever Crisis that yeah. comprises that one as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: And so, so like I'm really excited for it because like I know the PSP game story and and know about it, but I haven't actually played it myself because of it only being on PSP. And yeah. so, with reunion coming out, I'm excited for it. But um, if if I, if I weren't reviewing it, I don't know if I would have even played that one yet because of treasures coming out. Uh, um, not not yet. Like I definitely would have gotten it, but I feel like uh, maybe if I, you know, if treasures had just came out like a few days before, there would have been a really tough call. Um, right. But hope I'm hoping to get get like you know extra time uh, to to like play those like I usually. You know they usually give you those things a little early, so you have plenty of time to play them before they come out. So I'm hoping to get to like, you know, really get to chill uh, with all these games. And uh, speaking of games in December, though, Dragon Quest Treasures is the other big one, which I know you're excited about. I'm excited about. I feel like everyone on Twitter is constantly talking about the 2D, 3D, HD, whatever remake. Uh, But I'm so excited for Treasures. Like that's the that's like the one I really wanted. And yeah treasures
1: i'm I'm way more excited for than than the d q three remake
0: oh that's changed you we're way ex- more excited about the remake
1: now like the more I see about treasures the the more screenshots and things like that I'm just like yeah this is gonna be the the kind of fun game that I'm looking for like i'm i want something fun and silly mm-hmm. and three isn't so much fun and silly
0: no that makes sense yeah you're you're wanting more like a chill kind of yeah game yeah and and also i'm sure seeing the cute saber cat and it did help and like riding it and getting to have it as a pet it does help a lot. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course and i'm i'm really excited for it too um i like I, a lot of the monsters that they've shown i'm like yeah i want that one i want that one i want that one um, and uh and we even we even asked on twitter this past week uh what uh what monsters people were excited for. What like the number one monster they had to get on their team out of the ones that have been confirmed so far, because yeah. we don't know every monster that's in this game yet. Uh, you know, cause it's still a few months away and um, we got some, we got some good answers, but I was actually surprised by the most common answer. Um, and we got slime night, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, yeah, slime knight. That's a, That's a good answer. People yeah. love slime nights. Uh, we got cutie slime, angel slime, uh, which, you know, yeah, people love slimes. All yeah, that, yeah, of course. Sense. Uh, but I was surprised that uh, about uh, killing machines. Yeah, and, and maybe, I mean, you know, they have killing machine action figures and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Maybe it's just because I've never, I've never been a big robot guy. Yeah, but like killing machines are just kind of one of those like DQ monsters. It's always just kind of like out of the like line of vision for me. Where it's like I like the designs fine and everything, and I know they're a big part of the world, but, like, whenever I'm thinking of Dragon Quest monsters, like Killing Machine just doesn't pop up into the front of my mind.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: I'm glad people are excited for it, and Killing Machines, when you can get the coins in Dragon Quest Heroes 2, uh, the Killing Machines in 2 were always pretty good, so... So, especially if you played Heroes 2 and you see how the Killing Machines work in there, you know, you're probably interested in seeing that here, too. I think for me, though, probably uh the sham hat witch and the various uh, other little pigs in a hat <laughs> uh, variants
1: <laughs> that you can get like they're i love one of my favorite models i just love them
0: yeah i do too like like a pig in a witch's hat with a pun like i always say sham hat witch but it's really e- any of them can work there's like you know three four of them now um and you know i mean i i love all of them they're probably my favorite i mean you know you love the slime it's iconic slime night's always going to be cool but um but just in terms of like i guess a non slime dragon quest monster um uh, i definitely think that uh, sham Hatwitch and that whole like piggy line yep. is uh is definitely my favorite um what what about for you though is it the is it the saber cat
1: i'm looking forward to the saber cat a lot and uh the uh demons i think if they have those i don't know if they've shown those yet the uh the really big like moose looking demons toward the end of the game i can never remember their actual uh full names
0: oh like the arch demons and things
1: yeah the arch demons and stuff yeah a okay, yeah. Yeah. dam and arch demon not and Mucifer too. Lucifers are, uh, cool. yeah. are cool but I really hope that we can get some of the uh the like bigger demons uh, at the toward the end of the game you know the honestly
0: the thing I'm hoping for and I think it's probably a really long shot um, because this is a, an 11 spin-off yeah but, I mean you never know uh, you know this is kind of like an alternate world alternate timeline presumably alternate timeline I guess I should
1: presumably, say. presumably
0: yeah game but one thing I would really love to see is either, uh, the cat personary, um, from DQ10 <laughs> or, or some variation like that. Because, you know, that's what actually made me play DQ10 is I got the art book because I wanted to look at the pretty pictures for a right. game I'd never get to play. Yeah, And, uh, and I saw this like cat pirate guy and I was like, what? This is like awesome. <laughs> I can't believe like this, uh, like a game with this kind of character exists and I can't play it. And that's what made me decide to like, dig deeper and really try to uh, to find a way to play it on switch over here yeah. you know, and create like a japanese account and do all that stuff and it's all because i saw a picture of this like cat pirate with, a, with, a, <laughs> with an eye patch it was like that's so cool i have to i have to see this for real now and so, have i ever
1: shown you that speaking of that have i ever shown you the D mini i have that's a cat pirate with an eye patch
0: um, I don't know. Maybe not. I'll
1: have to take a picture of it. and I'll send that to you. It came with a, a box set that I had bought uh, from from a company, and it was co- uh, from Skinny Minis, like Dungeon in a Box. And uh, it's a cat pirate, and it's really, really cool, and I've always liked it. And I'm terrible at painting, so it's not painted. But uh, <laughs> I've always liked it.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I uh, So last week, I don't think this has happened yet, so I don't think we mentioned it last week. But um, last week guy I know through the Dragon Quest fandom had messaged me about going to Malaysia to play Dragon Quest Battle Scanners.
1: Right, Um, yeah.
0: Because it released, Battle Scanners released in English uh, during that, uh, like Taiwan and Malaysia, I think, got English Mm. releases of Dragon Quest Battle Scanners for whatever reason. The game, the cards, all that is in English. And he was like, hey, I'm going there. I don't know if you're, you're interested, you know, I'm posting these on your blog or anything, but uh, just wanted to let you know. And I was like, heck yeah, you know, I'll do that. And his name on Twitter is ugly idiot. So I feel bad just saying ugly. Idiot" <laughs> right. Every time.
1: Um, ugly idiot I, went to uh, Malaysia. Am I right? But he didn't
0: want to use his real name. He said he was not ready for inter- internet yeah, notoriety yet. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah I absolutely. It. I get it. Um, so if I say ugly idiot, I'm not being mean. I promise. Um, I just feel mean saying that, but anyway, so, uh, ugly idiot was like, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take pictures, sent me a bunch of photos and everything. And then, uh, ended up writing the story and sharing it. Ended up doing it on Screen Rant instead of my personal site because I was like, maybe more people will see it. And this is like so cool, you know, uh, as many people to see it as possible because this is just yeah. really cool. It's ending service uh, on September 30th. They're removing the arcade cabinets out of there, um, which is really sad. And I'll try to link to that article uh, in the pa- in the show notes for today. But anyway, uh, because i had said something about uh, to him about really liking the personary card there and, and – uh, like there's a lot of cat puns and the attacks that yeah. he has said something to him about really liking it. And he actually told me the other day that he uh, had duplicates cause th- he bought some cards from a guy there in Malaysia who sent him like a ton of them. And uh, he had a duplicate of that one and we like, Oh yeah, I'll send it to you once I get back home, Oh, uh, cool. which was really nice. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to getting uh, one of those cards. Cause I really do love that character and you know, treasures has shown a cat looking character already there with Eric and Mia Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that character, but it's a cat-looking character like that, and so I'm really hopeful that we'll see more of these kind of characters. Just a, oh, just like so. a whole village of those cat people, I would be like, yeah,
1: <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, I know it's a trope, I know it's a JRPG thing, but cat people, it it, it they are cool. It, it's like I do love like villages of cat people. When I see a cat person, I'm always uh, happy in a game D and D or anything else. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Like Khajiit and, uh, Elder Scrolls. They yeah. always, they're my favorites. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm
0: completely a dog person, you know, like I would, yeah like, like, I, you know, I would, I would never have a cat. I don't think, but, but, you know, I, I mean, I like cats. I think they're cute. I like looking at pictures of cats. I like cats in my video games. <laughs> I just don't, uh, I think it's a litter box. Litter boxes. Gross uh, me yeah. out. I think I, I get grossed out by the litter boxes. I'm uh, very lucky. lucky Jennifer
1: handles the, uh, the litter box. Yeah. Uh, that is one of her things that she handles here because I get, uh, uh I have a weak stomach for certain things and uh, that's one of them. And so I owe her a great debt for doing that every day. Uh, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, so what about you? Are there any games that I didn't touch on here that you're excited for for the um, rest
1: of this year? I honestly can't remember any others that are yeah. coming out um i know that i'm going to be playing uh where i'm not going to end up getting uh trails from zero uh, like i thought i was because i'm so into xenoblade right now yeah and i know i'm going to be going back and finishing uh future imperfect once i get through three and probably replaying on my new game plus on future xenoblade two. connected future connected. future connected is there something called future imperfect that's for another game
0: future imperfect i don't know I mean, it sounds like it, but who knows? These JRPG titles are weird. I don't know they if you are. saw at the Nintendo Direct yesterday where uh...
1: it's a Star Trek <sighs> episode.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if you saw yesterday at the Nintendo Direct where one of the games that Square Enix announced was called like uh, Various Daylife. Yes. And yes, it's like, I did. Square Enix has like a uh, I... has had this trend after ever since Octopath Traveler, mm-hmm. where. It, Of releasing some of these video games where it sounds like they just like a random name generator just spat like two words out like triangle strategy
1: (laughs) yeah i mean various various, day life (laughs) various day life is actually kind of old it uh it came out it was one of the launch titles for apple arcade
0: oh really and
1: and so i tried it i actually subscribed to uh Apple Arcade immediately, like initially rather, not immediately, initially, uh, so that I could play it because that's the only place that it was. And I was like, oh cool, an actual made for mobile, non gotcha kind of full game here. That's just on that that's the only deal is that it's on mobile and it's terrible. Yeah. Um I hated it. I hated everything about it. It was it was like you combined Final Fantasy four Warriors of Light. Uh, with Octopath Traveler and Bravely Default, and made it worse. It's just I I'm, I hope that people find it good. I hope that the new ports are great and that that they've made improvements on it. I have not tried it for like three years since it came out. Since then, yeah. But I did not like it when it uh, first came out. So, but but it is. It's one of those names where it's just like, how do they keep putting these names on things? Various Daylight, and and it's kind of a life sim. You do stuff in, yeah. uh, in the town, and you uh, you deal with JRPG stuff and battles. But so I get why it's called Various Daylight, but it's a dumb title when there are other ways of saying things like
0: that. <laughs> I
1: did not. I actually didn't realize it was. I mean, I think that's probably a failure on Apple Arcade's
0: part because I didn't realize Various Daylight was an old game. And judging by reactions I saw on Twitter, I don't think hardly anyone did. Um, Again, because I feel like nobody subscribes to Apple Arcade. You said you did, at least briefly. I did,
1: and that was one of those things. It was when I was doing the geek to geek podcast. Void and I were talking a lot about it, and there were games on there that I genuinely wanted to play. Fantasias on
0: there. Uh, Sakaguchi's. uh, RPG, yeah it is one
1: and two it was it, it's a good game i played it for a little bit when you told me about that a couple of years ago yeah. i went and subscribed and played it and uh, it was one of those that i just didn't want to play on my phone uh but it uh lego brawls was really really good on there initially and it's finally coming out to switch i think a lot of the things is that apple arcade contracts ran out for these exclusives yeah. and they're now able to come out on uh, switch and other consoles So uh, the good games and the bad games are going to start coming out. Um, I recommend Lego Brawls, even for people who don't like uh, Smash Bros. Like it's a it's a fun, quirky one that doesn't I I just don't like Smash Bros. But it's it was actually fun and uh, various day life. I cannot recommend in good conscience In good conscience. Hmm. Yeah, I wish
0: Fantasian would come Would Fantasian's really cool arcade because I played the first one thought it was fun but yeah same thing it was like it wasn't one of those games I wanted to play on my phone I was like man this would be yeah. so fantastic on switch or even like PS5 or something else, because it looks really pretty it you know the, the mechanics the characters like it's really good it's a really good Sakaguchi game and then I've never even touched uh, the second one because again it's locked to Apple Arcade and I'm just like nah
1: <laughs> and but I I never actually finished the first one because of that I didn't and, finish uh, the first one because I of that. really liked it but yeah. never finished it.
0: So maybe with these with these contracts uh, seeming to expire now, uh, maybe some other good ones like Fantasian will come out on on Switch yeah, or so. PlayStation or something Xbox. I don't want to leave that one out either, but uh, you know on the consoles and stuff so that people have more access to them because I think that yeah. I think that's one of those things where yeah I agree with you I think Apple Arcade because uh, it was like a new service way back when um, like paid probably mm-hmm, shelled out a lot did. of money to get exclusives, but then I feel like no one bought into it. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> and mean, uh, they,
1: they did have really good games on there. Like I will say, like the initial launch roundup well, lineup at least were really, really good. They have one called What the Golf, which is one of the most fun golf games that I've ever played. Like it's great, and uh, but people didn't play a whole lot of them because they were Apple Arcade only, and uh, that's and people didn't really go for it. Like it's a good idea, but you know, it they there's Game Pass, and uh, if you have the choice between like Game Pass Ultimate and Apple Arcade, you're gonna go for Game Pass.
0: Yeah, I think that it really covers all the games I wanted to talk about today. And BJ, I know from talking to you, you're really close to the end of of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 so I think we'll do our spoiler <laughs> uh, cast next week yeah because
1: um, I was trying to get through it and I, I sent you a picture of where I am in the last boss fight and you said I had about two hours left <laughs> the credits. Yeah, and so I'm like well I'm certainly not going to be able to push through this um, but I saved it right before I went in there like I was pushing through to get to the, the end of the game so that we could talk about it uh, but I saved right before I went in to the point of no return and so I uh, will probably reload that one unlock some of the side stories this week and then go back in there uh and just skip the cutscenes because you can skip the uh the cutscenes now and the fight parts weren't that long between them well you so, can I, I i don't know if you want to do that i mean you can uh once you get through the credits
0: and everything it will put you right back out with the uh outside of that room before the final boss but yeah, you'll have like yeah. new characters unlocked and stuff so oh. you might want to just beat, play through that, and then unlock the new characters, and then go see some of the content you didn't see yet.
1: Oh, that's, that's fair. Mainly, I was thinking you. about to use like the uh, the the upgraded classes uh, on the final fight, but I'm not having a problem with it or anything. So, because I'm playing it on easy, and uh, it makes it much more enjoyable.
0: Yeah, uh, I put it on easy to get past an enemy um, yep. a while back, and ended up leaving it on easy because I was like. It was during the parts where I didn't like the game so much. Um, so it helped me
1: zoom through. And
0: it, get, it helped me get through that. And I ended up putting it back on normal um, after the thing we talked about the other day about the CP <laughs> and I couldn't unlock heroes. But yeah. Like my levels were higher. I put it back on normal to try to like have that plateau so that my character would uh... be too high level and left it on normal for a while and then um, ended up putting it back on easy towards the end, like maybe chapter seven. Because I was just like, eh, I really just, like, this game is fun, but I'm really here for the story at this point. Yeah, And it was like, yep. you know, you can, you can see and enjoy the story in easy mode just fine. And so I just put it back.
1: And it's, it is. It's a, that's what did it for me. Like, I've got it on easy, and I have since you and I talked about it. Uh, and I'm at 56 hours in right now uh and i know that i wouldn't be as far as i am if i'd left it on normal because i'm invested in this as a story not uh, a combat game
0: yeah yeah that's kind of how i am too even though i did like the the combat and everything
1: i have come to like the combat i have uh once i started unlocking more abilities uh and being able to put the secondary abilities on my characters uh secondary arts i liked it a lot more
0: yeah cool Anyway, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Uh, we'll do our spoiler cast presentably next week and then get back into some more Dragon Quest-y things. Uh, sure. Remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at DragonQuestFM and you can support us on, on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash DragonQuestFM. If you want to talk to me individually, uh, you can. Uh, I'm there at DragonQuestFM.
1: And I'm there at, at Professor beige I'm um, on Discord. You can join at discord.geektogeekmedia.com And yes, go to patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.